Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Cole, are you champing at the bit for a Dungeons and Dragons movie? Chomping at the bit. <laughs> Isn't it champing? No. Chomping. I believe it's champing at the bit. Why would it be champing? That's just the phrase, isn't it? Champing at the bit. Let me look at that. Champing. Yeah, it's champing at the bit. Uh, well, what the hell's chomping? It says, uh, champ at the bit is to show impatience at restraint. Be restless. Uh, hold on now. Champing <laughs> no, the... versus chomping. It's definitely champing at the bit. But why would there be a whole article about the difference of champ versus chomp? I, I think champing is... Both the... are a verb you have heard interchangeably within this not-so-common phrase. They're interchangeable. Yeah, so if you, if you Google champing at the bit, then you, the, the definition comes out. When you Google chomping at the bit, then it's champing versus chomping, because champing is the, the original way. It's like a horse chomping. No, it's champ. It's champ it like it's a, to be. It's a, to be like impatient. It's like a specific phrase. I, I think they're they're both usable. A but... charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a long lost relic, but their charming adventure goes dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. It says a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes with a ninety four audience, seventy two Metacritic, and seven point six on IMDb. Those are some pretty solid scores, I must say. Okay, let me answer the question that I was asked. Um, no, I wasn't. <laughs> um, I I didn't even know this was coming out. Uh, we went to this because my mom was in town and wanted to go see this, and so we went. Yeah, and there you go. I just gave all the the little preamble bits. Uh, it's yeah, it's got a very high reviews for something that's based on a a tabletop game. I, did you ever play Dungeons and Dragons? I never played Dungeons and Dragons. No, I do not have the mental capacity for that. I wanted to when I was a kid. I walked into a store and a guy was telling me about it, and my mom ushered me out because she didn't want me to play it because she thought I would be too weird. And I kind of wish I did. I think it would have been would have been fun. Not pass any judgment. Well, if you haven't seen Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, it's in theaters right now. I don't think it's anywhere else. It's This is distributed by Paramount, so I, my guess is that Paramount Plus will, will have this out at some point in the near future. But as of right now, I believe it's only in theaters. So if you want to go see it before we spoil it, go and do so now. So uh, this, uh, this little film stars... Who we got here? Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez... Uh, Reggie Jean Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, Hugh Grant. And uh, our main character is Edgin, who is a bard. It's Chris Pine's character. And him and his uh, his friend, uh, barbarian uh, Holga, they are uh, imprisoned for uh, basically being thieves. They try to steal stuff. Uh, and uh, there's it's kind of got a, got a complicated, detail-y stuff going on. But the gist of it is... That Chris Pine's uh, daughter the is Robin strange. Hood, the Robin Hood type. He's a Robin Hood type, yeah. And uh, he took like, an oath to help to help people out, but then he takes his own stuff. He loses his wife at one point, uh, but he needs to try to get a spell that can bring her back. And he's risking it all for that, but he comes estranged from the daughter. And the daughter is being raised by uh, Hugh Grant's character, Forge Fitzwilliam, 
who is like an old uh, an old rogue confidant of theirs, con artist, and now he's in charge of a big city. So he's while they were locked up, they he got all this power, and uh, his his uh, sidekick or whatever she is to him is this red witch character uh, who kind of started the trouble in the first place. It was the reason that uh, that Edgin and Holga got caught. And uh, they find out that Forge is not uh, not on their side anymore. He double crosses them, and uh, he he wants to he wants all the riches, and he wants his kingdom, and he wants to keep the daughter. He's he's kind of brainwashed the daughter against Chris Pine, and so now the movie is the two of them, uh, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. They get a couple of other people joining their band, and they have to kind of do MacGuffin chasing. They have to find like this helmet that'll help them get into a vault. That'll help them get the thing they need to bring back the mom. It's, you know, but it's mostly just like going on little quests in this, uh, in this Dungeons and Dragons world. So that's, that's what's going on in Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Nicole, what'd you think of this film? Why don't you go first? Uh, why do I feel like I went first in the last one, didn't I? Isn't that my job to... I don't think so. You want me to leave that? Okay. Um, I was I, I was pleasantly surprised by Dungeons and Dragons. It exceeded my expectations. Uh, I didn't know how this was going to be. Like I didn't know it was going to be a comedy. It is a lot of comedy in it. Um, uh, we laughed heartily quite a bit, and uh, it, it was it was just better than I was expecting all around. I saw the scores coming out beforehand, and I'm like. I just don't see it. I don't see how it's possible. And uh, it's it's kind of a soft edge. You know, it's a PG-13 movie and it, it pulls punches that way. But it feels, it's like a lighthearted, fun romp. And I know, but I'm trying to describe the story and it sounds a little all over the place. But the movie does actually a very good job of keeping you understanding what's going on. There's a lot of exposition and explaining. But I never was like not sure what was going on and and from scene to scene i was like i I understand what's going on like why they're trying to do things uh a lot of the little bits and jokes land and uh our whole cast is fun this is this exceeded my expectations i i enjoyed dungeons and dragons so now that i've given us a starting point nicole please what are your thoughts uh i actually really like this too (laughs) i was surprised that that i did (laughs) Yeah, this is not not really like my my favorite uh theming of a film, but Me neither. you know, it's it's got some some cast that I enjoy. Uh we'll get into who I did not enjoy in a little bit, but um I like the overall story, you know, it kind of starts with that Robin Hood themes, the seal from the rich give to the needy type of business. So, um that all was fine. I thought it was kind of comical uh, in the beginning, especially when they're trying to escape the jail and <laughs> formulate that whole plan with waiting for Jonathan to show up so they can fucking use him without his knowledge to escape. Yeah, Jonathan, uh, the eagle person or whatever he is, they're going to push him out the window to try to <laughs> use him to fly to safety, but uh, Jonathan is not on board with this clumsy. plan. He is not aware. <laughs> <laughs> a little clumsy. <laughs> um, yeah, and as the story goes on, I mean, it's it gives me. Um, uh, God, I can't think of what the movie is. It gives me vibes of of another type of movie with like the maybe like uh, not a movie per se, but like maybe Game of Thrones or something with like the Red Witch. I can't think of what I'm trying to. 
Well, that's uh, the thing. It's related like, to. There's like Game of Thrones, which you and I tried to watch, but didn't get I've into. tried like three times. Yeah, it's just not yeah. for me. And the same thing with like Lord of the Rings, like for movies, like I don't, I don't like those movies. Like, so I, I'll going in, I was like, I, this looks, it looked a little funner and more silly in the trailer, which was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll like the tone more. But and maybe that's what worked for us. Cause like, yeah, we don't, you and I are not watchers of fantasy chivalric knights right. and wizards and dragons like that's not really our genre well but. i have to say though based on all that my biggest gripe is where the fuck were all the dragons there was we need a more dragon. dragons there was a single we dragon. need more he was to be fair he was quite a large dragon it uh, doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> um I, I there should have been more dragons if it's uh i don't know if the the, the game has every dragon around every corner or something but um yeah i i if i hear dungeons and dragons i'm expecting dragons moralized mm, true so, i think there might have only been a single dragon in this movie now that I yeah think well she turns into one at the end briefly the red witch but um yeah that was it for dragons so that was disappointing but the overall story and um the game that they play, the the, the tournament, the Harry Potter style wizard tournament. Yeah. Everything feels like it's kinda of taken from something else, but um I still had fun watching it though. Was there were there enough dungeons for you? If there were if there were too few dragons, was there an appropriate number of dungeons? Or would you would you also want more dungeons? I don't think I would want more dungeons. I think the dragons were the more compelling part of the the title. So mm-hmm. I guess I was fine with the amount of dungeons. Did you find our thieves to be honorable, at least? Is that a part of the title? It's Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. I did. Well, there you go. That's we, what, just at least... fell, we fell flat on the dragons. The subtitle, it worked. Not as much with the Dungeons of the Dragons, but yeah. there was honor and thieves. Uh, the I think you said the characters. There are some that worked for you, some that didn't. I liked most of our cat i was either neutral or liked most of our cast no one dragged for me it sounds like you might have had a, an example of someone who might have though yeah um i don't know about dragged that's not the really the right term to use um who i did like was uh i like chris pine's character i, I tend to like him in most things he does um i liked the the magic wizard who struggles throughout the movie to find his place in his magic. Uh, Zank um, the, the paladin. Yeah, he's he's a fun guy. I like the scene with him in the it looks like a like a church, um, where he's showing magic tricks, and behind their backs is the real magic trick of him stealing <laughs> all the co- all the all the goods. Yeah. I like that scene. <laughs> um, those are probably my favorite two. Uh, the shapeshifter gal, she's okay. Um, I, you know, she plays a pretty important part of this, but I feel like her her dialogue is a little lackluster. But I guess she's just supposed to be a supporting character, even though they she kind of does the biggest thing at the end. Um, I Hugh Grant's always the same black kind of guy to me. <laughs> oh, you didn't like uh, his shtick, his his. Swarmy villain uh, shtick? No. I mean, I guess it was a good enough twist. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of spoiled once you get to the land and you see the hot air balloons with his face on it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, that was a decent twist, but man, 
Who's left? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Shelly Rod. <laughs> she is such a strange bird. She is a weirdo. <laughs> and I've never seen any of I've seen her in other things, but I haven't seen her in her largest franchise. Uh What would you consider her largest franchise? Fast and Furious. Yeah, I guess. Uh, she's in She's in Avatar as well. I mean, that might. I've never seen those either. Uh, okay. But the, she's well, not guess playing. Guess what kind a of character she human. is? <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not playing a human, so I wouldn't know who she was if I didn't know she was in the cast. But she's a um, barbarian of the Uthgart Elk tribe. I don't know if that means she's a human. It sounds or not. like what she's what she is in Dungeons and Dragons too. Oh, that's what I mean. Um, she is in in Dungeons and Dragons. No, in, in um, sorry, in Avatar, she's also a human. She's on the human side in Avatar. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, yeah. well, you can just disregard what I said. But anywho, I don't. I'm not taking back what I said. That she's my my least favorite. Um, I can't stand this rough and tough attitude that she plays. Cause I don't think she's good at it. Um, <laughs> it's the I only thing she f- does. <laughs> I know it's unfortunate. I think her faces look very forced when she's trying to look mean and angry and not enthused. Um, she doesn't, she's, she doesn't look like that. She's a beautiful woman that, that shouldn't be doing that weird, angry, forceful face. It just doesn't look right on her. Um, I, I don't get the attitude from her, like, is coming off as, as her, her doing it well. You know what I'm saying? I, I get what you're um, saying. I think, I, I would argue that's like, if, like, that's kind of like the only thing she's like known for. Like, if, if she's doesn't, if she's not... The tough. So the maybe tough I lady. would feel differently if I had seen her in Fast and Furious and know she's the, like a real tough girl or whatever. Well, she's the but same I character don't know in her. Fast and Furious, basically. She's, I've never seen her do anything other than I'm the tough, tough lady. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just not my favorite type of character. Um, she was funny in some parts, though. So I will say that. And I really enjoyed the, the scene with her when she's seeing. Um, miniature uh bradley cooper oh yeah good cameo (laughs) he was he was a funny little guy in there um but no that that just it felt like i was i felt like i was watching her in fast and furious and i've never seen it but i know that's what she is and it's like (laughs) oh this character seems out of place or something i don't know would you so would you have had a different type of character or would you have had a different actress play the tough barbarian no i think it needs to have like a warrior style in there um i do like that they kind of gave her the soft spot with the daughter um that wasn't hers she kind of adopted so that made her a little more compassionate i like she likes potatoes she eats potatoes all that i i hate i hate stupid jokes like that too that recur through the whole thing it's Um, it's just to give him a little bit of a character piece you know just a little extra like chris pine's knitting it's for, it's for children to watch. Um, <laughs> I mean, when, when how old were you when you s- stopped laughing at potato jokes? Because that was a big thing when I was growing up. Oh, like, but like that was uh, the random humor days where, like, ah, <laughs> potato. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the same era as uh, pokes on Facebook. Um, <laughs> that that was the, <laughs> it was the, the two thousand eight nine kind of era. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised that that's still the the, the comedy of uh, the va- oh of the music. original memes like has che- I has cheeseburgers like that's like that, that I can has yeah. I can has yeah I, it's that generation I can of, has of potato 
That's why when Michelle Rodriguez was at, at her ahead of her powers, so that makes this all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, she probably wanted that joke in there. <laughs> this is a lot of personality uh, for Michelle Rodriguez, I will say, for just like other things I've seen her. I, 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 I she's like one of those one one trick ponies where I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm okay with the, this trick. Like this is fine. Like, yeah. Uh, and the last thing I have to say, so I mentioned that we went with my mom to this and. She was yes. she was excited to see this. She really likes uh, sci-fi and uh, medieval and, and things like that. So this was definitely a per alley. Um, she was annoying the shit out of me, though. Every time <laughs> the Red Witch would come on, she's like, isn't that Elizabeth Olsen? I'm like, no, it's not Elizabeth Olsen. Every single time. That's gotta be Elizabeth Olsen. I'm like, it's not her. No, she's the Scarlet Witch in the MCU, but that's not the same as this Red Witch. In she this did kind of look like her, though. I, I guess, if, I mean, you know, the bald, and she, the, this woman looked a little bald. bald. The Red Witch in this is bald, isn't she? Yeah, what does that have to do with Elizabeth Olsen? Well, I'm saying, when Elizabeth Olsen is, the, I think she's confusing the Scarlet Witch, who she plays in the MCU, with this red well, witch character. No, I think that the character has the same eyes of an Olsen sister. I suppose. It's hard to tell with like the weird skeletal makeup and the eyeshadowing, but... Uh, I... Well, that's why she looks skeletal. Like <laughs> well, yeah, that, I'm just surprised. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think she's just mixing a few things up. Is happening. Uh, this, <laughs> this team behind the movie is Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. Uh, they've written a lot. They've written a whole bunch of stuff. Horrible Bosses, Clyde with the Chance of Meatballs 2, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Vacation. Uh, they directed Game Night, which we saw and didn't love. thought we were pretty yeah. pretty mixed that's on it. The, that's uh, um, Tostito Scoops. This is, yeah, the Tostito Scoops, which is the... Uh, I'll, you got to give the movie credit. That's a scene we still quote to this day. So that's, you know, it has something. Uh, so they made vac- or wrote Vacation Friends. That's that thing on Netflix or or not on Hulu. It has Laurel and John Cena on the cover, and I don't know what's going on there, but it doesn't look. I guess they're Vacation oh, Friends. Pass. Yeah, uh, my, my point was like the stuff they write typically. I don't really not super interesting, but uh, as a direction, this is definitely better than Game Nights. And uh, was Vacation? I didn't see the Vacation reboot. That was their their first movie together. So you know, a step in the right direction for the behind the camera crew i would say did you have a favorite uh any favorite uh, scenes or moments to stand out i can kick off if uh if you don't have one off the top of your head uh i i really liked most of it um i can't say anything in particular sticks out to me if i had to pick something probably the maze um whole scenario and her the the little side girls um idea of how to get them out of the maze i thought that was interesting um oh jumping in like the acid jello cube or whatever yeah yeah i like that um and i just <laughs> really like that little bradley cooper i thought he was really cute <laughs> i like that later on because she so yeah michelle rodriguez and his ex love interest is bradley cooper but he's like this little miniature elf man like a nymph yeah and then <laughs> And she goes and sees him, and they they have like a little talk about why the relationship didn't work. And then his new wife comes in, and it's just like hulkier Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, Michelle Rodriguez is like when the when the whole story is concluded and they, they they've won the day. She uh, she runs into that other little dude who looks just like the Bradley Cooper character and gives her I thought gives that him, was like, him. a wink. 
No, that was a different. I thought that was a different guy who was like looked similar. Uh, I, I thought that was the joke, like, ooh, I'm finding Bradley Cooper moved on, now I find my own, you know, little, uh, little okay. nymph man to <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. Oh. Interesting setup with there. Uh my I think my favorite scene, and it's it's because they kept it's it, I like the writing of it, is the um waking up the dead guys to get information. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like the that one's I love that like so what they do there's a little magic thing that they can do this little magic spell and they can bring back someone from the dead temporarily and ask them five questions and then they go back to dying. So with that premise you can play with that a lot and they play with it a lot. They do it a bunch and they do it like different a little bit different each time and they're like, "Oh, what if like what are the jokes there? What if uh, I accidentally wasted all my things?" So that's what they do the first time. And then he moves on to the next person. Oh, this person's useless. They don't have any information. And then, you know, oh, we get to the person, we finally get the answer we want, but then uh-oh, we forgot to use our wishes and then they walk away. Uh, hello. I'm I'm still alive. Can you ask your last wish? I just like that they kept doing every logical joke and they kept going and like finished the whole joke, you know? Cause I think I feel yeah. like a lot of other movies, they would do like the first bit and ask the questions and then be like, Oh crap. Well now what do we do? And just give up and be like, no, you still have the magic power. Just ask a different body and just go around the whole graveyard asking the bodies. And I thought that whole scene worked really well. Most like comedy bits landed. Yeah. I like that too. I forgot about that, but their continuity was a little screwed on that one. Well, yeah, because the first guy, and I, I, I pointed to like maybe the like the dead guys have different personalities. Maybe the one, the first one, just wanted to go back to de- being dead immediately because like Chris Pine would ask a question and then he would ask it to the group and then the guy would answer and then that'd be like, oh, that counts as a as a thing. But then later on, when they're talking to some of the later ones, they say questions, but they're not talking to the guy directly, and it doesn't count there. So I, I understand your your quibble, your quibble with the with the rules. Yeah. With the but, dead guys. And I think most of it, like, the pacing is pretty good. Like, I wasn't really bored until... I think there was the one point where, I, where there was a lull was they they fight the fat dragon and the dead guys in the, in the coin cave or whatever they are. They're kind of learning how to use the helmet. They're learning how to use the portals. And for between there and actually, like, getting to the city... Like, I like that they figure out how to do clever things with the portal power. But like, eh, there's a little bit of a lull between between. Um, like, yeah, you you got up to use the bathroom. Well, the one point with one part, which was the probably the funnest part of it, was how they were able to uh, understand and maneuver the portal through the the f- picture on the tr- on the buggy. Oh, I was um, coming back in right when they started doing. You missed that, I the think. setup of it, and that was oh. pretty smart. And I really, I liked that. That was pretty neat. Oh, maybe I would like that part better if they if I was if I had. Yeah, more. I think you might. Oh man, well, it's, I don't know if it's quite worth going back to see again since I kind of know. No, it's it's not worth going back to see again. <laughs> since I, I do already know the conclusion, uh, the, the, so like the conclusion is kind of inevitable. We've already talked about the the at the stadium, the the daughter is. So the daughter, we haven't talked about like the daughter's whole bit. Like we have to, the only thing on behavioral, we have to be like, oh, you dad weren't around for me. You're just chasing mom's ghost. So I'm going to stay with Hugh Grant, who has been so nice to me, even though we know he's sneaky and manipulative and not, not true. I, I'm surprised you, that, that seems like something that you in a typical movie would not like. I feel like, feel like it would be like, uh, oh, the characters not finished their thoughts kind of thing, you know? And like, if, they, if the character just said this earlier kind of thing, it would it, things would have worked out. Well, I do hate that 
And I have to, I have to blame that on the Chris Pine character because it's obvious that she was kind of brainwashed by the, uh, the king or whatever he is. Um, and when he comes back, you know, unfortunately, when he gives his whole love spiel, it's the the witch in in disguise. But uh, I guess for the sake of the audience watching it, they didn't have him say it again to her. So when they meet up after that, he's like very half-assed about his apology because he already said it once. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, she doesn't know what you're going to say. Like. I think that I think it's his fault more so hers. I mean, she's just been brainwashed by this guy for however long he's been away. I can't I can't blame her, but yeah, that's good. I, I do hate that. I, I, I'm surprised it wasn't more of a problem for you because usually when it's something like that, you you are more upset. But I guess I, I guess the, the the reasoning was was good enough for you not to not to bother you this time. Yeah. Uh, that's that good. One wasn't as bad. Um, so like the they get out of the of the acid cube thing, whatever, and they're going to escape, and they they are going to escape with all the treasure. And then Hugh Grant's like, "You're not taking my treasure." And then he turns on the daughter. The daughter's like, "Oh no, I've been tricked this whole time." And uh, they they're got they can get they almost get away, but then they look back at the city, and the red witch starts destroying everything, and they're like, "Oh, we have to go back because we can't leave yeah, those people. Don't. We've got to give the treasure back to the people and help the." The people and... and oh, yeah, because that random fucking guy that I have no idea what part he has to do with this movie. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah, one that gave him the him. helmet? Yeah. Um, I guess that's why we needed him for the helmet. What was that guy's name? Simon Ar- Amwar? Is that the guy? No, Simon is the magic kid. Oh, oh, Zank is the other one, I guess, then. Yeah. Because they... I didn't... Did I mishear, or did they say he was, like, a bad guy or something at one point? He, let's see, he was a paladin who narrowly escaped the Ishasam's rise to power. As a result, he ages more slowly. Eh, nothing says here in this little bio that he was a bad guy. Maybe he got, like, separated or banished from his people. I don't really know the details. That's the kind of detail stuff I wasn't, uh... I was I was just getting the gist of oh he's got sad backstory or oh this is the motivating blah 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 like I, I took it more as like you know the getting us making the whole thing kind of just feel more lived in I wasn't paying attention to his detailed backstory yeah he just disappeared though I was like oh all right we don't need him anymore even though uh, that that's what I wanted to say um the only thing left of him I guess he was just supposed to be a part of the journey but he is the one that pretty much made them go back. I mean, he gave them a promise to give the wealth to all the people of the town, and that's the only reason they went back, was to give the wealth out, so. And it's dumping out of uh, Hugh Grant's mouth in the sky. Yeah, I like that. That was funny with the portal. They did really use that portal well. They did. That's. I think that's, the, the, the like, like with the skeleton graveyard scene, they use the powers. They use them, and they, like, actually, like, showcase them, and, like, have fun with them the the kids stealing the the people's watches in his magic show like that they use they actually like show the powers in fun ways and i think that's that adds to everything um and so yeah they go back they team up to stop the red witch they use all their different skills together and they're able to defeat her but but michelle rodriguez has been stabbed by the blade of the red witch just like the mom did and they have the little thing that can save the mom, or they could save Michelle Rodriguez now. 
and uh, he sees a little, what is it, dragonfly or bug? He sees like a little, like a butterfly. I don't know. He sees a bug, and I think he thinks the bug is like the dead wife because someone at some yeah she he was the little bug was flying all around and like the war i think the warrior dude earlier on was like uh you don't like just because they're dead maybe they have a new life in their afterlife and you're pulling them away from that and she's been dead for so long oh just something to think about i'm like oh something to think about so that later on when we need it we have to make the decision and that's what what we do they make the decision to save michelle rodriguez and she's like oh you didn't waste it on me but then she's like actually relieved because she didn't want to die and um so now they're they are together again um and what's his name is now in the jail and uh, he tries to uh pull the same escape move that they did at the beginning of the movie but uh not this time not this time for jonathan <laughs> yeah. that's hilarious the jonathan i like that part it's one of the best jokes and i lied they use that one as the as the one that like bookends the with movie the, with the freaking brick wall built in <laughs> <laughs> well they also one of the scenes where they're running away with whatever i forget they were in the pub a couple times it was like the second or third time they were in the pub and um they ran out to do their next activity. I don't know. And <laughs> their next one of the activity. One of, one of the judges was there. The woman judge was in the pub. Oh, really? I don't remember that part. And, yeah, like I guess they had just stolen something, or they were running with jewels. I can't recall what it was. It's been a couple days since we saw this, but um, yeah, she um was sitting in the pub, and I'm like, oh, are they, is she gonna bring uh people to come? arrest them again or something but uh, nothing came of that either and i was like that was a weird maybe they were going to go a different storyline and they just left that part in <laughs> they had to write write options in when they were making it and they just kind of left the, yeah left it unfinished when they, when they got there uh i i thought this movie was going to end before they beat the red witch because i thought we were setting up sequel time where like the red witch would be like the red witch's army or whatever would be the new big bad in the future but they actually came back and they, they they came back and finished the story, but they, I, I don't know. It, felt, it did feel not that the movie was too short. It, it was you know just just under two hours, but it felt a little rushed at the end. Like when they were like, actually, let's give all the did. treasure out and defeat the Red Witch, and now the story's done. I guess that's where our lack of knowledge about Dungeons and Dragons comes in, because maybe there's the next uh, person we need to fight. There was parts that maybe, like maybe the daughter will get in on it now. Maybe I just I, I don't know who's who's set up now is the big but like as if the, the, if I'm thinking like what's the sequel going to be I guess you'd start a, like a whole new place because the red witch has been defeated is that like army a threat anymore the other red witch army like the big bad guy in the distant like is that guy still a threat now I don't even really I don't really know the details right. I guess <laughs> they really set up the red witch society really quickly too like the, the whole red witch story society. about it. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's the order. Thay's <laughs> tyrannical megocracy. Thay. T-H-A-Y. I guess that's like the big bad person. Because they keep all these people are credited as Red Wizard of Thay. So Thay is the bad guy, or maybe it's the, 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 the society. And people are probably screaming at the, heart, the, the, the diehard fans. I'm curious how diehard fans would like this. Because there's stuff I recognized from, like, just like, 
very, very basic knowledge. Like there, some of the platforms kind of rise in this hexagonal pattern, and that's because when you know you can play on a Dungeons and Dragons board, they have like little hexagon kind of building block things as part oh, of the landscape. Yeah. So for for like elevation and and they had like some of the dialogue was very like. You come to a, a moment, what do you decide to do? And then they answer with, like, I pull out my bow and shoot it across here. Then it's like, oh, you need an eight probability or whatever. I don't know the terminology exactly. but I guess they weren't trying to make it so on the nose. Like, they weren't playing the game. They right. were the characters in the game. So right. they wouldn't know how to play it. I, th- I think they sprinkled it in enough. They sprinkled it enough, enough where I, like, picked up, like, a couple of references. But I imagine there was... A lot more for hardcore fans. And it looks like, you know, this is high high criticals, high audience score. A lot of, like, critics and, like, writers and, like, those kind of people, creatives, did play Dungeons & Dragons. Like, a higher percentage of them than the average person, just because it's all about storytelling and using your imagination and, like, you know, trying to think through outcomes. And so I think I think it's possible that uh, – I think this is uh, a, a br- – I think this is really successful at appealing to everybody. Um I don't know if you have any more points. I'm because I'm ready to drop a recommend or not recommend on this thing. Yeah, let's do it. Do you recommend Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves? I do. Isn't that crazy? I, not, and not only do I also recommend it. This is one where, like, I I can't think of a person who I wouldn't recommend this to. It's I agree with that. It's I really fun. Enjoyed it. It really is. It's fun for like every age. It's fun for diehards. I think because it seems that most people like this. It's fun for casuals like us. Or, or completely not even below casuals. Below, like, clearly, it's it's good for all ages and, yeah. and interest levels. I mean, we went with my mom. Um, I don't know if I saw any children in there, but I can't imagine a, a younger person wouldn't be excited for some of the stuff in it. So yeah, it's I think it's PG thirteen, but it never it never feels too kiddy. Like it feels a little silly, but it never feels like too like too soft. And then at the same time, there's not like a ton of blood or cursing and gore like it's 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 more uh family friendly but in in a way that doesn't feel like fake and artificial it feels like just the world it's a good balance it is it's a very good well-balanced like three and a half four star movie for me and uh got a lot of good laughs under two hours so anyone who has a problem with uh long movies this isn't going to be a problem for you it's a solid two recommends it sounds like for dungeons and dragons Honor Among Thieves. And I think if your mom was here, she would also chime in with a recommend. I think she would as well. Look at that. Two two official recommends and then an unofficial recommend from the person we saw the movie with. So, there you go. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. If there was a second one that came out, I don't know what they would do, but I feel like I'd have to give it a chance because it's it earned. I think it's earned a second another, another shot. It's a fun time. Yeah. We say that, but we we both love Shazam, and did did either of us see Shazam: Fury of the Gods? Nope. And I don't really have any interest to either. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. Maybe I'll when it comes out on HBO Max or whatever, and then I'll I'll let you know if it's worth our time. But it didn't look as good as the the first one. But all right, we've got a couple other 2023 movies coming. Uh, That's kind of what we're trying to stick to while they're available. And uh, if you have things to recommend to us, if we have a gap in the schedule or anything like that, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thanks for being on for Dungeons and Dragons. Honor Among Thieves. Okay. Cool.
Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.